the Lord instructed me. Don't y'all think you just have an awesome worship team? It's awesome because they glorify God. It's awesome because they lift us up into heavenly realms. That when we enter in into the praises, that we get to see the glory of heaven. We get to experience God. And I'm so thankful. So anyway, today the Lord instructed me to talk to you, to discuss with one another the bread of heaven. The bread of heaven. We're going to go to John 6. And we're going to read verses 25 through 51. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. We believe in the one he has sent, Lord Jesus. So they asked him, what miraculous sign will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven. That's our Jesus. And gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven." Not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him 
because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? See, we need to get spiritualized, don't we? Hello? Yeah. We need to get spiritualized. I came down from heaven. Jesus answered, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you were willing to send him to us. And thank you, Jesus, that you were willing to come. Can you thank him? Can you thank him enough? No, we can't thank him enough. So we see from this passage in John 6 that it's very clear that Jesus is clearly, clearly identifying himself as the bread of heaven. He calls himself the bread that came down from heaven, the bread of life, the bread of God who came down from heaven. This was strange language to these people. They grumbled about it. You know, many thought he was blaspheming because they wouldn't receive the fullness and the reality of Jesus. We want to walk in our lives in such a way that we receive the fullness, the reality, the miraculousness that Jesus has for us in our own lives. The Jews were bothered by him because they were not looking with their spiritual eyes. They were, they were just, you know, working in the physical. So today, we are going to understand the richness that we have received because Jesus chose to come as the bread of heaven. We're going to study a little in depth what that means, the richness of that concept, what you've received, bread of heaven. He came in humble birth. He came in the flesh of a man so that we could know him and understand the life, the life that God truly has for us as we live here on earth. Jesus told us in John 10.10, John 10.10, he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. 
You see, God's intention for you is abundant life. His vision of you, for you, is abundant life. He wants us to live in his abundance. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, the whole ball of wax. So the Greek word, we're going to study these words out. So the Greek word life uh, used in both John 6 and John 10 is zoe. It's, it's, it's the term for zoe life. And zoe life is the God kind of life. Now if we just stopped there today and you could walk away understanding that he came, that Jesus came so that you could have a God kind of life, the God kind of life, that would be enough, but course we want to understand it more fully don't we yeah we want to understand what it really means the the explosiveness the the beauty the majesty the power the strength the all comprehensiveness of what the God kind of life is meant to be for you because God loves you so much so in Strong's this is this is uh, defined as life, listen, life derived from God. Okay, now don't just dismiss that. Don't just say, okay, I know God created me. No, okay. We are talking about life, your everyday life. You're moving, you're speaking, you're doing, being completely derived from God. Okay, so we're going to study that. So we could live here in as derivatives of God. Have you ever thought of yourself as a derivative of God? Okay. So we, we have, we, our life, our Zoe life, is a derived life. We derive our lives from God. We are intended. He sees us. He planned us to be derivatives of him. So what does derivative mean? Well, in a normal dictionary, just, just an everyday dictionary, it means imitative of the work of another person. That's how he sees you. That's his eternal plan for you. Imitative of the work of another person. So the person here that we would be referring to is God. He doesn't hold anything back from us. He wants us to completely imitate him. And he, guess what, beloved saints? He has designed you with the capacity to do that. Don't think you can't. Don't think that he's withholding something. He has so much goodness in store for us. So much supernatural, so much wonder, wonder, wonder in store for us. He sees you as spectacular and precious. So this means, think about God. God is the most fabulous thing you could ever think of, right? And he intends you with that, with that same intention to be fabulous. He sees you as fabulous. Derivative also means something that is based on another source. So every believer's source is God. He's our source. He's your source. He's your fountain. He's that river that flows through you. 
Okay, now we're going to look at Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary because, you know, I love that dictionary, and it's still attached to God. <laughs> it's not just secular. So, and when I read this, I thought, you know, the Lord quickened in my spirit when I read this to think about it in a certain way. So that's what I'm presenting to you today. All right? The Noah Webster 1828 Dictionary says the derivative is a word, a word, a word, which takes its origin in another word or is formed from that word. Oh my gosh, when I read that, the only thing I could think about is Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. So if I'm derived, if I'm a word that takes from another word, I am also his testimony here on earth, his word. I am in flesh, a derivative word of word. You are word of word. You are word of the word. Do you guys understand how miraculous that is? Is anybody getting this? Is anybody excited? Wow. I mean, supernaturally, as believers, you are word come out of the flesh God, the word Jesus. And it says, it says in the definition, it says, its origin in another my origin is in the supernatural word. That's your identity. That's your identity. Are we getting it? I can't pound on the podium anymore. <laughs> ah, so see, the way I look at this is that we are the word taken out of Jesus, taken from Jesus. He is that word in us, and we are deriving from that word as we stay yielded to him. Wow, to me that's explosive. We are formed from, we are originated in the word as believers in Christ. His word in our being in this world. And we get to walk around in the flesh like that. Well, he set the first example, didn't he? Hallelujah. So we are the word taken from him. So what is the word? The word is truth. The word is his testimony. Right? So we are intended to have this John 10, 10, more abundant life, life more abundantly, by becoming the fullness of the word. How many scriptures in the Bible tell us that we are intended to walk in the fullness of Christ? Okay, think about it. Multiple, multiple, multiple places. Derivatives of the word. We are derivatives of Jesus. My origin is in the word Christ, in me, the hope of glory. That's my root as a believer. I'm re-originated, so to speak. I have a whole new origin. 
and nobody can pluck me out of that situation, out of that position. No one's going to come and dig up my roots because my roots are now, have their origin in him. And we just read about the fact that he's not going to lose us. Right? He said he wasn't going to lose any that came to him. So no matter what comes against me, I have this solid origin. Ephesians 4.10. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that, so that, end result, his vision, God's vision of you, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. We all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure. You get as a derivative of Jesus, you get to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Okay, so we are united in faith. (coughs) We become united in the knowledge, in the knowledge of the Son, the knowledge, the Word, mature and full in Christ, expressed, here it says, and in the knowledge of the Son of God. How is that knowledge expressed? In the word, in the word, derived from him. Okay, so let's go back to Strong's for a moment and talk some more about Zoe Likes. So this is a definition from Strong's. These are not my words. It only comes, Zoe Life, it's talking about Zoe Life. Zoe Life only comes from and is sustained by God's self-existent life. Hallelujah. So it comes from, does that remind you of the word derivative? Okay. It all ties together, this bread of life phrase, this bread of Zoe life, okay? It only comes from and is sustained by God's self-existent life. And we get to be held in that life. That self-existent life that nobody can destroy, nobody can alter, nobody can take. We get to be sustained in that. Hallelujah. So Strong's tells us, listen, this is what it says, that the Lord intimately, the Lord intimately shares his gift of life with people. That's his heart. To intimately share his gift of life with people. So he intimately shared. He intimately gave us this bread of heaven, the most intimate thing that he had, his son Jesus, to be intimately shared with us. He wants to intimately share with you Hallelujah. This 
this manna of Zoe life, this bread of Zoe life, this bread of heaven. Strong's goes on further to say, creating each of us, so that's you and me, creating each of us in his image, which gives us all capacity to know his eternal life. So that's to know his self-existent life, to understand that. He's saying that we all, Strong's is saying, it gives us all the capacity. You didn't just get some little portion. You got all the capacity. None of us should ever, again in our lives, say the words, I can't. You know, that's not even in God's vocabulary. So, now being me, I'll break this down into my own common thought. And what we need to realize as believers, what we need to realize is that our lives your life, my life, is derived and taken and intimately shared with us God's perfect image. Your life is taken, derived from God's perfect image. That's what he wants you to walk in. That's what he has allowed us to be blessed with. To enter into that with him. It's, it's almost like just too marvelous to even, you know, we need to just saturate ourselves in these thoughts. We need to saturate ourselves in these thoughts. So we could call this life, you know, our, this is, he, he wants to be our sustenance, and that sustenance is his perfect image. So we could call this, what you've been given, is the image of God life. That's what he's laid out for you, is the image of God life. Hallelujah. That's what he intends for you given to us in the bread of heaven, Jesus, who came down. We cel- that's what we're celebrating this time of year. And we need to realize the magnitude of what's been done for us. The bread of God come down from heaven to know you, to be with you, to be present with you, to be your help, in every situation, your protection, whatever. So it is God's good pleasure that we understand that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that he sows into our very nature his image. Okay, And we quote that verse all the time, but it is really time to internalize it and think about it and understand what it really means. You know? that we're new creatures in Christ, that we're created in that image. That's what we're trying to 
That's what we're understanding, hopefully, more in depth today. We actually partake of the bread of heaven. God imparts his very nature, his very substance, the manna, the bread, the, the sustenance, his being, the capacity for Jesus' fullness into our human spirits. What a miraculous event. What a miraculous thing. The miracle that he came, but the miracle of what he's given us when we believe on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And made possible because that babe came in humble birth, in humble birth, to show us the greatness of God. He is our new birth. He is our new birth. And the only reason... The only reason we get to live this life, this Zoe life, you get to live this Zoe life, you get to walk in this Zoe life of God, is because Jesus chose. Jesus chose to humble himself and walk alongside us on earth as a man in flesh so we could receive him, so we could know him, so we could understand him so he could be intimate with us. And that Zoe life came to us when Jesus was born on the earth as the bread of heaven, as the bread of God, as the bread of life, as the bread of God that came to earth, our sustenance came to earth. He wanted us to understand our source. You are sourced in him. He wanted you to understand your source. That self-existent, eternal life that will never change, that nothing can alter, that is all goodness for us. Hallelujah. So now we're going to look at the word bread. Okay? It's artos. In, and in Strong's, I'm going to go back to Strong's. It is defined, the word bread is defined as divine provision. How many of you want that bread? Divine provision. Every area of your life, divine provision. Hallelujah. All th this is a further definition from Strong's. All the sustenance of God, all the sustenance of God, listen, supplied to the yielded believer. Now listen, this is a beautiful thought coming up. Seen by seen to live in God's preferred will. Scene by scene. Beloved, he's never not there for you. He has come to give you scene by scene. His sustenance, his, when we're yielded to him, his image of his will in your life. Scene by scene. Everything you need, every step you take, every act, every word. Providing scene by scene in your life. 
never leaves you, never forsakes you. Sets it out clearly for you. That's his heart. Hallelujah. That is so reassuring to me. That is so comforting to me. Strong goes on to define the word translated, God's preferred will. Okay, that word is thelema. Okay, and it's translated as God's preferred will. But here's what it means. Listen. God's best offer. Uh, Hallelujah. Well, he sure gave his best offer in Jesus. But we need to understand that best offer is the revelation of all of it. You understand? Everything. So here's the definition of Thelema. God's best offer given to people who can choose to accept it or reject it. That's Strong's. So I get to accept it. There are are no, no gates, nothing barring my way. I just need to say yes to to Jesus. I just need to say yes, thank you. I need to be a good receiver. You know, we go through tough times and we don't want people's help sometimes because we don't want to be a burden, and that's a lie of the devil. God's always giving his best offer. He already gave it. You see, in his best offer is all of his goodness. His best offer is all of his goodness. So Jesus came in the flesh to us as the bread of heaven so that we could receive every divine provision. Every divine provision. Bread. Bread. Every divine provision. All the sustenance of God. All of his provision So in sending Jesus to us, God has given us his best offer. He's given us his everything. He wants us to receive it all, all of his goodness, all of his glory, all of his majesty, all of his presence, all of who he is, all of the fullness of his life and image set before us. Hallelujah, his best gift all of who he is to allow us to live in his ultimate atmosphere here on earth. All of his atmosphere, all of the atmosphere of heaven here on earth. That would mean all of his peace, all of his joy, the fullness of his love, all of his power, all of his dominion, all of his authority, all of his mercy, all of his grace, all of his nature, all of his image, all of his fullness given to us in the bread of heaven, Jesus, bread, my sustenance, Jesus, my sustenance. I'm the word derived from the word. The exact creation of God in the word brought to us Wow, hallelujah. 
bread, my sustenance. I have heavenly sustenance. Who can shake me? What can shake me? What can shake you? Nothing. You have a sustenance that is imperishable, immovable, unchangeable, undefeatable. Oh, beloved. So you see, like, there's this physical bread, right? There's this physical bread that sustains us in the natural. That was the manna that he referred to in the passage given to the Israelites in the desert, right? That was the the physical bread from their physical beings. That manna came from God into the earthly realm to sustain them in their need, right? To provide earthly sustenance. But that, that manna was a type and shadow of our true manna, of our bread from heaven. That was a type and shadow. It kept them alive. It sustained them. It gave them everything that that they needed, right? Okay, so, you know, sometimes we need those pictures. But we now have the spiritual manna. The spiritual manna that sustains us. The true bread. He said, I am the true bread from heaven. Right? Did he say that when we were reading earlier? I am Jesus, not me. (laughs) But he was basically saying, I'm paraphrasing, I am the perfection of that image. See, Jesus was the bread of heaven, that perfected image of that manna that they had. Right? So him being the perfect image, the true bread, he is to our souls, he is to our spirits what that manna was to their physical being, to their physical body. We have the true bread of God, the bread of God. He does not use these phrases lightly, and he repeated it several times to get it through to us. He He is the true word of God from which we are derived. Your whole being comes from that. Hallelujah. He is the perfect sustainer. He sustained them in the desert and he sustains them now. He sustains us now. He has been made food for our souls. Life to our spirits. Hallelujah. Christ, the living bread of heaven, who nourishes us. He nourishes us with his very life given for us. His very life. His very power. His very presence. His very presence. His very spirit. Now with us by Holy Spirit. This bread Jesus, our bread Jesus, the bread of heaven who came that we celebrate. Our bread saves our souls and allows us to live in eternal blessedness. 
you get to live in eternal blessedness. Hallelujah. It gives us all the strength of God, all the love of God. I mean, I'm just naming a few things. I'm sure you guys will think of more. It remains with us and in us forever so that we don't have to thirst or hunger. It is an abiding presence. This bread of heaven, this bread of life, this bread of God come to earth. It is an abiding presence and love that sees us. And when I say see, I actually mean like envisions you. It envi- it, it, yes, it sees you in the future, but it, you know, it envisions you. It envisions you moving into victory in every situation in life. Our God is not conquerable by anything. This is the true bed of heaven which Jesus came to give us. His atmosphere, the atmosphere of heaven, the presence of heaven, the word of heaven brought to reality in our lives. The strength, the power, the nature, listen, the nature and image of heaven. Oh, if we could all just see heaven for what it really is, and then understand that that nature and that heaven, that image, that atmosphere has been provided for us here on this earth. I'm not talking too grandly. It's not fantasy. The victory of heaven given to us full supply, full supply, full measure full sustenance of God. It is the kingdom of God in us. You have received the kingdom of God. It is the kingdom of God in us. The bread, when we eat it, when we take it, when we yield it, we are derived from the Zoe life of God. From him. Bread of heaven, who came for us, the very life force of God, the very life force of God. Think about that. Surging through you, in you. The very life force of God, the word of God, the true life manna that has come to us. John 1, 4 tells us, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And we get to walk in that. We get to experience that every day of our lives. That's his intention for us. In Jesus, in the word, we are word derivatives. You are a word derivative in the bread given to us, which is Zoe life, the life of God that gives his divine life and nature engrafted. It is engrafted into me. Look up the word engrafted. I'm not going to go there. But look it up. Engrafted into you. Into our spirits. 
the true revealing of Emmanuel, the true revealing of Emmanuel, God with us, God in us. Hallelujah. What a gift we've been given in the birth of Jesus Christ. So that's what the Lord wanted me to share today. So I hope that was a blessing to you. So Lord, we just thank you that as you've spoken to us 